This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If they expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing... I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. We're already into the second international break, eight games down and uh, a lot of lessons learned so far. Jamie Castle, how are you today? Yeah, not too bad. I think um, calm down from the motion of yesterday. I thought it's, uh, it, we all know what, what the Kenny can do to, to people. So yeah, it, it was a, a, a great atmosphere yesterday, a, a lot better than Birmingham was on Tuesday. And yeah, so I think I'm, I, I've calmed down now. Today, we've got some too good, too bad from yesterday's 1-0 defeat to Tottenham. We've also got our own analysis coming up. We also touch on Andros Townsend, who has been training and played a under-21s fixture on Friday evening. And then we're going to do somewhat of a, a review of the first eight games so far as we head into the October international break. We'll start then with too good, too bad. And uh, I, I think... Again, um, the Luton fan base does well to to basically have the same thoughts as each other. And I think that's something we've uh, experienced again. Um, so first of all, on Twitter, we had LTFC Dave, who too good were Ogbeni impressed once more and held our own against a top side. Um, his too bad was a soft goal to concede and could have um, probably had more when looking at the balance of the game. And now onto Facebook with Luton Myanmar, who 
was too good was Ogbené again. It was very good. And the other one, Kaminsky saved two solid shots. I think that referred to the two in the first half, one where he, where he touched it past the post. Very good save. And there was another one in that first half as well. Too bad. 3-4-3, three, 3-5-2, three, three, no way. Changed for 4-2-3-1. And a new striker urgently needed. Um, just touching on that, again, Ogbené, Kaminsky, we, we, we touched on in the other one, but there was a few comments about a new striker needed. Um, I think that's probably because of that Adebayo chance. I think that probably sticks out in my memory as a very golden opportunity that, that needs to be taken as a Premier League side. Do you, do you share that, that same view that a, pre, a striker is desperately needed in, in January? It's one of those things right, where you don't want to be too too reactive um, after one game. But I guess we're eight games in now and and it's becoming a bit of a theme in terms of finishing chances. And for as good as Morris has been, he probably still could have had a couple more. Um, and then, yeah, you do think if we need to score 35 plus goals this season to stay up and Morris gets 15 of those, who's going to get the, the other 20? Um, so that is probably one of the not concerns, but question marks at the minute in terms of, yeah, we, we need some goals and yeah, I get that Eli chance, we'll come on to it in more detail, but you've got to be putting those away. And if if we were to have spent some money on on a striker in in the window, um, that could put that chance away, then, we, then we'd definitely be on more points that, that we are now, especially, I guess, I think like, 2020 have a lot of, um, goodwill in the bank for what they've done for us. They've been fantastic. But I think when you start big games like Spurs at home and have £10 million on the bench with Chong and Giles, I think questions are rightly asked in terms of what was was that £10 million the best the best way to spend it? Um, when could we have spent a portion of that on a centre-forward? Um, and we may or may not get into recruitment bits either today or, or on a later pod, but that's certainly a theme that you're starting to think about as to was was five million pound on one Ryan Giles when you've got Alfie Doughty there was was that really the the, the best use of funds for, for for as good of a player that Ryan Giles could could be for us um so yeah I think a centre forward probably is needed is and it's at that, that stage now as as to whether we can get one for the for the price that that we need one for. It's interesting you mentioned there about Giles the five million pounds spent on him um and it's actually had a massively positive impact, but but not necessarily Giles performing to, to the best of his abilities, but on Alfie Doughty. Um, it's quite interesting that, that we have spent a, a sizable sum for us and it's actually benefited another player. It's quite strange to, to see how it works out like that. Um, we'll conclude with Mark Buckingham on Facebook, who's too good were Alfie and Ogbené. Um, you know, two fantastic players at the start of the season. We, we just mentioned Alfie there. Ogbené, he is, uh, he's getting better every game. And, you know, I, I can't remember the last player that's, that's probably deservedly been named man of the match in, you know, four, four games in a row, I think it is. Um, yeah, he's hit some some unbelievable heights already. And you just think as he continues to to get used to, the system continues to um, get to know Kenilworth Road. I think he can hit even higher heights, which is just 
know, a, a very, very exciting prospect. We'll now go on to our own analysis, Jamie, of the game. It was a very, very difficult first 15 minutes. Spurs creating chances for fun. Um, a couple of clear-cut openings, but but a lot of strikes went over the bar or, or quite wide. Richarlison, um, for the good of us, missed a few decent opportunities and then that got the crowd going. Uh, but I think we could really tell from the first first sort of quarter an hour of the game that Spurs are a top side. Uh, they moved the ball unlike any team I've seen this season. Um, and yeah, we, we found it really, really difficult to contain them in that first 15. Yeah, a re- really, really tough start. Um, as you say, there's a reason why the top four, um, you look at players like James Madison and you think, yeah, he's a top, top level um, player. You can see why he's in, or should be in the starting 11 for England. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic side, had some really good chances. They had... That one you say with Richardson at the back post, a bit similar to Eli um, and his chance in, in 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 the second half. You had the one where Son played Poe through one goal and just just missed it. Then you had the, the save from Kaminsky as well, well two, one with his leg from Richardson and, and one down to his right from I think it was Kulusevski. So that's four chances that I can remember that they had where you think they probably should have put two of those in at least. So a very very tough fifteen minutes. Um, and I think to an extent, for as good as Tottenham are, I think I take a bit of comfort in terms of mitigating circumstances, in terms of the way we were set up. It was different. I mean, at the back four, I mean, it's a very brave call from Edwards to, to just switch it and, and go for a back four, especially for the first time against a team like Spurs at home. So it not only was it tough to get to grips with Spurs and how they play and, and, and their, their level of player, but also get to grips with how we are playing in that game. Um, so it took 10, 15 minutes just to just to get to grips with it. And and in the end, we did. And then from 15 minutes onwards, we we certainly grew into the game. And, and you could see why he made that, ta- that that tactical change in hindsight after that after that tough start. Um, so, yeah, I think fundamentally, we're going to have lots of those periods of 15 minutes this season, especially against Man City in December, Arsenal in December, Newcastle in December. Like we've got a tough December at home. We've got, I think, is it Liverpool's our next home game? So we're going to have periods like that for 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 the foreseeable future at Kenrith Road, given our next run of home fixtures. So the fact that we can come through it, and the fact that sometimes a lot can be on our side, is is a positive. Although obviously we we didn't we do need to try and start a bit faster and and limit those four clear chances to one or two, because otherwise, if they do have four chances again, then chumps are they do put one or two away. Yeah, you mentioned the four-two-three-one there, and before the game, we we actually spoke about the prospect of playing four-two-three-one. Um, admittedly, I think we both thought it'd come somewhere further down the line, given you know, Kabore, um, or I guess all options on the right hand side. Um, you know, when you have Doughty there, when you have Kabore there, Ogbeni there, they are wing backs. They are players mm. that. Hmm. benefit system with five at the back so they have that attacking freedom but of course Burke stepped over played right back and put in a, a solid enough display um, something we've come to expect from uh, Burke his performances are just so consistent and he's had a really really strong start to his Premier League campaign um, we also mentioned that sort of two in midfield when Nakamba and Lokonga were, were together that's when we thought 
when the Congo's back, the four-two-three-one might actually come out to play because it gives you it gives you a Bene and potentially Giles or Doughty or, or Brown on the wing. Uh, but it also gives you that sort of solid foundation in the midfield with with uh, number 10 in there as well. So it was interesting that it came out as early as yesterday. But, you know, if we do keep acclimatising to that that formation, it could be it could bear fruit in the future where, you know, Lukonga comes back. We potentially add a, a right back who's more um, defensively competent than, than someone like Kabore. But yeah, I think uh, I think the key takeaway from that is that we can play it, and yeah. if we do it again, we, we're only going to be better for it. Yeah, and and I think if you look at the forty-five minutes as a whole, because we switched to a three in the second half, but I think on the whole it worked. Obviously, we've spoken about the first 10, 15 minutes where it was tough, but after that, I think it, it was a, a good match. I think um, props to Pelly. I think it, okay, it wasn't. It was far from the perfect game. I thought he was. He he had a good game. I think. Especially, I think you have to you have to say that relative to the job that he had at hand, where he was basically tracking Madison m- most of, of of that half, and for for, for the, the the most part, got grips with with that and tracking him. You get, as you said, Viesberg right back. I mean, he's quickly becoming our our right footer, Dan Byrne, isn't he? In terms of the way you've got a six foot four fullback, <laughs> um, when when yeah, I think in your head. Reese Burke shouldn't be a good right back, but actually he played really well. And as you say, we mentioned in in the pub before about that that back four and and um, what would the makeup what would the makeup of that back four be? Because you can't do Kaboré and Doughty because that's just way too attacking. Um, so yeah, we mentioned maybe Burke or Osho when he's back fit is playing in that in that full back role or on the other side do Bell and then have have a Kaboré on the right instead. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. Overall, it's it certainly worked, and it allowed us just to press that little bit higher with, with, with that number ten off off Morris, and in in, in in that case, it was Eli. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I think for the for the most part, it worked. And it's also interesting that we've been tactically, uh, formationally very flexible this season. Um, you think about when Edwards came in last season. Um, it was a three five two that was tried and tested under under Jones. He obviously had his own personal tweaks. Um, mainly in possession, but this season so far we've operated with a fair few formations, players having different kind of roles to to what they've um, experienced before. And I think that just bodes well. I think that bodes well for different demands what this season will throw at us. Um, you look at that Tottenham game, you look at the Burnley game, two very very different games from a tactical perspective but we managed to answer questions in game which I think's you know very difficult to do as a as a Premier League manager when you've got um, a team like Spurs coming to Kenilworth Road but but ultimately if we if we can um, answer the questions in game like we did like we switch things up a little bit like you know before game having Reese Burke as a right back and him dealing with the threat of, of um, the, the Tottenham left very well it just bodes well for the rest of the campaign. And I think that's one of the key takeaways that, that we can take away from, from yesterday. We'll go on to the goal itself. And of course, again, we play a team that go down to 10 men and we don't take full advantage of it. Basuma receiving a second yellow card inside the first half and seven minutes into the second half, Tottenham score. And it's a goal that you could see coming from miles away. Um, just see James Madison uh, coming from one side to the other, 
no one really picked him up. No one really took much notice of him. Um, but in the stands, you could just you could foresee what was going to happen. Um, it was actually really good skill from from Madison. Watching it back, it looked a it looked a lot simpler in the stands than it did when I watched it back um, this morning. It's real good skill, mm. um, athleticism, good uh, ball manipulation, and then tees up Van der Ven very well. It's still a pretty dodgy goal to concede, though, given how easy it was for them to, to play into Madison, then Madison to, to do what he does and to pick out Van der Ven. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those goals that you want eradicated as quickly as possible. Yeah, and it's things that it was only five minutes after the Eli missed chance, right? I think it's just, it's just that, 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 that five-minute period is probably the, the deciding five-minute period in, in, in the entire game. Obviously, we cover the Eli missed chance, but then on, on the corner itself, as you said, you could see it a mile off the way that they took one corner on the right, and Madison went over to the left to take, to, take, to take another corner. And then you can see when he was sort of jogging across the face of goal, you knew it because Kulisewski had his hand on the ball and was looking up and you could see he was he was gonna gonna play it short to Madison. Um the managers just play a simple what ten yard pass into Madison's feet in the box. And then from there I've not really got too many complaints. I think as you say, Madison, fantastic t- technical player, dropped dropped his shoulder. You could say, yeah, you can you shouldn't get beaten one on one in the box there, but you just have to appreciate the level of player that you're up against in, in Jed Madison. Beats. I don't know who, who it was, or either Doughty or Pelly or, or, or someone or, or, on on that that left sort of channel, um, and then plays it into to, to, to Van der Ven, and yeah, get gets the finish. I think it takes a slight deflection and goes in. But for me, it's just that, that one moment from from stop from not stopping that short corner. Because if if you track Madison the whole way, either Madison then darts closer to to to, to Kudelski and receives it outside the box, and then you've got a chance to to, to push him out that way. Or, or they don't take the short corner, and Madison takes it and, and has a corner as, as normal, and then and then we can defend a set piece. Um, so just just frustrating, I think. But the, the the theme for this season is are, are, are things like that, and that there's no doubt in how hard the players are working. But we just need to work smarter. Like it, it, there's that saying, like work smarter, not harder, and, and and that's what we need to need to do a little, little bit this season. If if we can keep the the, the, the the, the levels that we are we are keeping in terms of in terms of work like, and hard work, we will be absolutely fine. But there's moments like that where you just need to switch on and just wake up. If if you're not if you're not alert for 100 minutes a game, you 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 will could see goals like that and goals like that for us are massive. Like if you're one 0 down to Spurs, it is tough. Ten men or not, um, we've seen how big the first goal is this season because the the only time we've taken the lead, we've won. So it, it shows how big the first goal is and you can't be going one nil down to Spurs. I think for all the missed chances that we had, if if we go away from that game nil nil, we're we're happy, but obviously we're still lambasting the the, the missed chances and, and, and oh God we, we we could have beaten the Spurs, but at least we're thinking, yeah, nil nil that's a great point. But no, because we because we didn't switch on and we and we didn't wake up to that to that set piece, we one nil down and we come and we, we come away with nothing. And you mentioned then um, missed chances, of course, we spoke and alluded to the Adebayo one. Jacob Brown also had a, a decent free header that, that he really should have been working the goalkeeper with. Do you think we created enough chances for being for having the man advantage? Do you think there's somewhat of an issue in chance creation at the moment? And, and 
maybe not generally um, creating chances, but the creation of, you know, high XG chances? I think in the first 60, 65, I think the answer is yes, we created enough. I think we had, as you say, Eli Chance, the brown header, the doughty sort of left-footed volley across the face. I think I think that's enough. But, I mean, I think for me, again, for all the good we've had with, with me, the changes yesterday were just, I, I just don't see the Berry and Woodrow change in particular. Um, I think if you compare the the way Chong played and the way Berry played, it's just, but Barry just doesn't have the athleticism that we needed at this level, and likewise for Corley. I mean, he 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 had that one chance where he got him got him beyond the centre half, and he had to take the the shot early because he he didn't have the strength or pace to get in the box at, at first because he, he he knew he'd he'd be caught up by the centre half. So he so he took a bit of a, a damp squid of a shot early outside the box and didn't really challenge Vicario. Whereas if that's a and Eli running and beyond, he probably takes that extra touch into the box because he knows he, he can outpace and out and outmuscle the, the centre half. Um, so yeah, I think especially when you had like a, a Ross Barkley on the bench at the time when when Barry came on, and f- for me, it's the last game before an international break. Why can't you run Eli into the ground? It's just you just need to keep your best your best players on for 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 a longer period. And as, as you rightly say, in that last fifteen minutes, last twenty minutes, we didn't create enough. I think yeah. The, that they had a very easy last 15 minutes against us. We, we barely created anything apart from the odd set piece where we where there was the excitement of the crowd that maybe we could we could nick something from a corner. But in terms of open play, there was nothing. And I think for me, a lot of like it because of the changes. I, I just I don't I just don't see what what would what would draw in Barry Abs in, in that in that in that circumstance. There's, there's a lot of talk about Barry sort of doing those those last that, that, that those last minute ones into the box and. And Woodrow having having the, the the ability in the box to to, f- to finish the chances, but against a team like Spurs, you 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 first of all got to get into the box, and and with with two, two of those players in the pitch, you can't get in, into the box in the first place. So having someone like Eli on the pitch to be able to to, to drive you up the pitch was, was was a massive loss when he came off. Yeah, I do agree with with when Berry and Woodrow came on. You lose that athleticism, you lose that that pace up the pitch, and they both do a similar job. They're both um, they're both proven to to be good scorers of goals, but I don't get why the pair came on together. Um, fair enough if one of them came up, uh, one of them came on, um, because you know Spurs were dropping deeper and deeper, um, loose balls were going to drop to to feet. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why both of them came on. They both do a very similar job, and as you mentioned there, the athleticism's not really there in in either of them. Um, both can score, but you've seen it before. We've seen it with Woodrow, um, the important goals he scored. Berry, he, he's grown a fantastic reputation of scoring late important goals, but together, um, yeah, didn't really work. And you, you mentioned Chong on the bench, somebody that that drove us up the pitch. Berry, did he? I don't really remember him getting the ball and, and progressing no. play at no. all. Um, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I don't think he got his subs right, and and mm. you know, Rob has so much credit in the tank. But yeah, I think this is it was the first time this season where I think he, he did get his subs wrong, um, or maybe the second time. Um, but yeah, I, I still think if Woodrow came on and he brought Chong on, um, he just done that as a double uh, substitution. Mm. 
we would have got up the pitch more. We would have got yeah. into attacking positions, and and you know then it just takes that that one ball to drop to Woodrow's feet or Berry's feet, whichever way you go. Um, and yeah, I think that would have potentially um, led to a higher chance of us getting something out of the game. Jamie, we're going to head into a short break, but when we're back, we're going to speak Andros Townsend and the first eight games of the season as a whole. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode where we have now reviewed the Tottenham game. 1-0 defeat and again it was a feeling of disappointment and a feeling of could have been more. We're now going to look at um, the, the season so far, eight games in. But we're going to start with a transfer rumour. Not really a rumour because it's been confirmed by, by Edwards and um, he, he actually featured in the under-21s game the other day. Andros Townsend had difficulty finding a club during the summer. Um, went very close, I believe, to, to getting a deal at Burnley. Um, didn't eventually happen. And now he's barking on a trial period at Kenworth Road. Andros Townsend, Jamie... Ex-England international, 32 years old, a wand of a left foot. Would you take him? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's funny because we spoke about this in, in obviously in, in the pub beforehand. And I think at the time I was like, as good as he is, I think this isn't a judgment of, of on him as a player. I think he's, he's a very good player and he would definitely add to us. But you sort of think, well, he takes away from the chances of, if, if we go for, if we go, if we go with this sort of, Five two three, and assuming Townsend plays out out, out wide, you sort of you've got Chong, you've got um, Brown, you've got Eli can play there. Like it sort of feels like we've already got players that can play in in, in that position. So it sort of feels like do we do we need him? Uh, I've said that, and, and now with the hindsight of watching Spurs, you think well maybe we need someone of his quality to create more chances and the, and even score more chances. So. I think my even my opinion has probably changed from from Saturday at, at eleven a.m. Um, so yes, yeah, so Saturday but Sunday at ten a.m. I think probably yeah, I think we, we, we've got a space in the squad, um, and if there's no no one else that we can bring in, either probably central midfielder or, or central defender or fullback that, that we could maybe need as a bigger priority, um, then yeah, I think why not use that last free space on some of the times and you can add you can add quality on the pitch and I mean we've all seen the way he speaks in in, in public and in the media he certainly got that 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 great great head on him or um, in terms of adding off the pitch behind the scenes as well yeah yeah glad you mentioned that at the end because he does come across really well um for 
you know, the last few years under 2020 stewardship. Um, it's just about the, the, it's not just the ability on the pitch, it's how they fit in with the current squad. And I think he's got an excellent head on his shoulders. He's somebody that still has maybe not something to prove, but he still is ambitious. He still wants to to challenge himself a little bit like Barkley in that, in that sense, that, that he's still of high, well, still of Premier League quality, but there is more for him to give. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it would be a good addition. You mentioned the, the 5-2-3, but I also think the 4-2-3-1 the that we played on Saturday could be a sign of things to come. Um, him on the right, or Benny on the left, and, and somebody like Chong or Barkley central, um, that is a potential exciting prospect. And, yeah, we, we mentioned undoubted quality on that left foot. Um, I think I joked that Morris would um, score 10 goals solely off um, Townsend assists if if he was to come in. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Townsend. I think he's a player that's, of course, wants to cut in on that left foot and, and to curl shots towards that top corner, but can also go down his right and deliver quality. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see what happens. Of course, the deal has to be right. Um, Luton won't won't stretch beyond uh, what they want to pay. Uh, that is for sure. And I guess it's not desperate need to to bring in a player um, that, that will add chance creation abilities, but we could certainly be benefited by it. So, yeah, be interested to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it's got a little bit of a feel of when Snodgrass came in. Um, mm. That kind of added quality. Um, and, and we all know what, what a fine impact Snodgrass had. So, yeah. Interested to see how it how this progresses. Obviously kept fit during summer because he was at Burnley for a good couple of months, I think. Um, well, that, that might be a bit of an overstretch, but he was definitely there for a while. Um, and yeah, a player of Andros Townsend quality at Luton is, is an exciting prospect. We'll go on now to the first eight games of the season, Jamie. And it is four points from these eight games, sitting 17th. We're escaping the relegation zone as as we speak here now. What did you expect? Did you expect after eight games to, to be a little bit more comfortable? Did you expect to, to be right in the relegation battle that, that we're seemingly in? Where's your head at um, reflecting on the first eight games? I think reflecting for me is a bit of a case of what could have been. I think if you look four points, <clears throat> I think if we were four points, um, but we probably should have been on more, um, which is a bit, a bit frustrating because, yeah, I mean, in terms of expectations, we're exactly where we need to be. We're outside the relegation zone. I don't care if we stay up on up game 38 on goal difference. That's, that's fine by me. Um, so if, if the season ends, if the season ends now, I'm I'm buzzing. Um, but you've still got what thirty games to go, um, and you sort of feel if if the themes that have happened so far continue. It's going to be a, a real struggle because we, we we need to be getting points where where we've lost them this season. If you just look back, I think obviously right off Brighton and Chelsea, okay, I think we we showed positive glimpses, but we can't say we deserve to get anything from them. Um, West Ham at home again, e e even that I think performance wise probably didn't deserve to get anything, but but could have still with, with the penalty. Then you got the Wolves game, and you think we should have got something there. For sure, uh, well, we we did obviously, but we, we but win. Um, but Fulham away again, one mistake. But 
could have got a point, should have got a point in terms of the performance. Okay, Fulham, if you if you say if you if you look at football from a possession basis, they quite on quite battered us, but in terms of the chances that they did, they didn't create anything at all. So we deserved a point there. Burnley, I think we 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 weren't quite at our levels, and I think funnily enough, if we if we if we switched the, the performances around and play, played how we did against Spurs, against Burnley, we, we probably would have got something. And then we, we, we would have lost against Spurs with, with that Burnley performance. Um, so, yeah, we won four points, but probably should have and, and, and we could have been on six to eight points instead, which then receives us a bit more comfortable. Um, and OK, we're, we're, we're sort of debating over points here but that's that's the, the level of, of the Premier League you literally are debating over every single point you can get um, so yeah I think overall happy I think in, in, in the performances especially I think if you look back certainly the last two or three seasons we've we've been a, cl- a club that, that grow into it I mean I was watching Max Day and the commentator for us was Jonathan Pierce, I think and he said that we, we were winless in our first five at home last season um and then obviously look what happened. I think if if you were to say that any promoted side from the championship didn't win any of their first five home games, you'd you'd be shocked. So, um, so yeah, I think I think that we are getting better, and I think we will grow into the season. But clearly, because the season is shorter, we 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 need to grow into it faster. Yeah, the adaptation process. Um, I think. In, in my head, we've adapted better than I thought. I thought there could be a couple more hammerings um, where we've, we're really struggling to, to acclimatise to the division. But going through all the games and speaking about how close and the fine margins, it's, it's weird, but it's a good position to be in. Like speaking about Spurs yesterday and potentially should have get should have got a point. I know that the sending off turns the game in its head, but again, Wolves, we're talking about could have been three points. West Ham, based on that, that penalty decision could have been a point. Um, I know that, that things like this can come back to bite you, but ultimately to be in a position where we are competing well and, and you know, talking about potential of should have been getting points, that's good enough for me at the moment. And I think um, you don't quite agree, but I do think football's got a funny nature of delivering back to you what you... Um, what you've been dealt and I think we're still adapting to this Premier League and I'm excited about the next few games admittedly they look very tough on paper going into um, the months before Christmas but yeah I do think there is some sort of upset coming Um, I don't know where I don't know when but I can feel it Old Trafford Old Trafford imagine that that. the theory could you imagine that could be a if Ten Hag still in a job. That could be the the I say first, but um, yeah, the first managerial um, sacking that that Luton have played a part in. But I don't know. Could you say it about Lopetegui? Um, <laughs> I think we could have we've played our part in that as well. Um, but yeah, it is it has been positive. There, of course, there's been goals that have been we feel like we've gifted to to the opposition. Um, Perhaps chance creation um, could be could be better, uh, but a lot of our players that have come in are, are still adapting to to each other. But the larger squad is adapting to the Premier League, so I'd say I'm content. 
Um, yeah. Question yeah. as well, Jamie. Are you more or less confident about surviving from from what you've seen so far? I'm going to sit on the fence and say I'm e- of, of equal confidence. Um, I think, as you say, I think I'm I'm happy with how we've adapted in terms of, in terms of performances. I think our level of performance has been probably higher than I thought it would be at this stage in the season. Um, but the le- the less confidence side of things is winning those margins. I think, obviously, as fans, we are learning as well. Obviously, you talk about how managers and players learn about, learn about a level. And, of course, we've watched Premier League games before, but we've been, we're watching them in, from a different lens now. And the margins at this level are just crazy. Um, and at the minute, we're falling short. And that is what gives me a bit less confidence is that is that going to be a theme for the season where we continually fall short um but if you look at the if you look at our squad as a whole and you look across the 11 look at players that you think yeah that they can say that they're Premier League players now I think for me you've got Burke I think he's a Premier League player um Lockyer almost I think he's I think he's he still needs to step up another gear Lockyer for me personally but I think he's on on the way to being one Doughty I think he's definitely a Premier League player I think he's probably one of our most Premier League players we've got at the minute. And the camera's been excellent. Um, Ogbené's been excellent, obviously. I think Carlton has stepped up and I think, again, needs to step up a, a, another gear. But by the end of the season, we'll probably look back and say he will. We, we, he can actively say that he he is a Premier League player rightly and, and, and if we go down, could get a move next season. Um, so we've got five or six players that in that squad that can that can hold their head high and, and, and actually say that they are playing not just at the level, just at the level, but they're playing above the level and, and they're probably, they, they probably will get into a lot of starting 11s in, in the mid-table area of the league, um, which is good after eight games and hopefully we'll, we'll get another five or six in, in the next sort of eight games as well. We usually at this point, Jamie, give you a starting 11 prediction for the next next fixture but ultimately um there's going to be a few more pods before we we um speak mm. about the, the villa game um no not villa i keep i keep mixing them up forest forest first then villa but yeah uh there, there'll be a few well a couple more pods in between that that space so from what you've seen so far and and you know wipe off the the current injury list what would your starting 11 be from from all options available from from everything you've seen so far yeah, I'm gonna gonna stick with the five two three. It's just obviously it's the, the formation that we've played the most this season. So I think it's probably a bit knee jerky to go to a back four after we played it for forty five minutes. Um, so I'm gonna go in goal Kaminsky. I think I'm happy with how he how he played yesterday, and I think he he, he deserves to to keep that number one. Okay, he's made made a couple of mistakes, but there've been a lot of players that have made made mistakes this season. Not only in our squad, but if you look at the likes of Anana at United, right, um, he's made countless errors and he's still keeping his number one shirt. Um, so he he he, he deserves to, to to continue. Um back three, I think Burke is nailed, Bell is nailed. And then for me the debate at the minute is Lockyer or Anderson and that's crazy to, to, to say in terms of looking back to game one and how Anderson struggled in that first nine minutes down on the on the south coast. But I think Anderson has given him a good run for his money. And I think that shows how good that signing has been. Um, 
okay, again, you can argue, did we need to spend three million pounds on someone that ultimately will start being a backup to 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 Tom Lockyer? But it's showing that actually Lockyer now needs to raise his level because if he doesn't, then Anderson will take his place very soon uh, and, and rightly so. Um, wing backs, I think Doughty is 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 the is the is the one that you can say is nailed completely. Um, for me, I'd, I'd stay with Kabore. I think he's had, he's had a tough week or two, I think, in terms of the Burnley game. Uh, Everton, he was okay. But then, but then I, I, I still can't look past the performances at the likes of Fulham, where I thought, I thought he was he was excellent. Um, and I think you apply a bit of an asterisk in terms of he's still really young. It's his first full Premier League season. He, he only got eight or nine games at, at Marseille last year. So, okay, he had, a, he had a good loan last year in terms of club, but didn't really get the minutes that, that, he, that he needed. Um, so this is really his first full season in professional football of a good level. Um, so he's, he's always going to throw in the odds, subpar performance, uh, which, which we've seen. But I, I still think he deserves to... To, to carry on and, and, and almost as players you, you, that you need to play through form and, and he for me is one of them and you just need to play through form because I think eventually he will come out the other side as a very very good right wing back um, then yeah midfield two you, for now you still say in the camera and the conga um, just because of the level that the conga can show but I think I'm so far I've been happy with, with, with how Pelly has played um, so obviously the conga at the minute is out injured so it's in the camera and Pelly. Um, but yeah, obviously with the asterisk of taking away injuries, it's, it's, it's Nakamba and Lukonga. And in front three, Morris, bang on, Ogbené, obviously bang on. So it's just then who plays in that last position. Um, and for me, okay, we've covered the the clang of a myth from Eli, but I think he offers us so much through the phases of play. And I think Brown does offer, offer us a lot, but I think Eli just, just tops it in terms of what he offers us between the boxes. He's an absolute nuisance. He's He, he, he has the athleticism. He, and, and, and Brown does as well. I mean, it, it, it is a tight one, but I think for me, Eli just, just gives us that little bit extra. So yeah, front three of Eli Morris and Anand Bene. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways you can go now um, with that 4-2-3-1 yesterday, really opening that up as an option going forward. But yeah, I think for now, from what we've seen, is that 5-2-3 that I think we we look most dangerous in going forward um, and most um, content as well from a defensive standpoint. I think the only the only changes I would have, um, I mean, changes really, because... Um, you had the the Anderson Lockyer debate, and I agree. I think the the other two, Bell and, and Burke, are, are nailed on, and it is Lockyer and Anderson. Um, I just just about now, I'd still go for Lockyer, but I don't think it'll be too long before Anderson is really, um, well, and I wouldn't say in the conversation because he, he firmly is in the conversation, but I think Anderson's the one that is he's, he's progressing um, at a quicker rate. So I do think Anderson has the the real potential to to fully emerge as a starting 11 player. Um, then going to that that forward line, I'd have Ogbené on the left because I think that that relationship with Doughty is something that is very fruitful, very productive at the moment. I think that's only going to get better. And I think I'd have Tahith Chong on the right. Um, I still think there's more to, to get from him, but, but in the glimpses he's shown off the bench in the last few weeks, I, I again want to see him um, sort of a more regular starting 11 position 
And yeah, that that right wing, uh, sorry, that right wing role for me is where we get the most from him. Both cutting in, using that that wonderful effort that he's shown a couple of times already, but also going on the outside. Um, he's got a decent enough right foot. Um, and I think Jacob Brown impressed me particularly at the start of the season, but hasn't reached the levels the last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, again, competition for places all across the pitch, and I think that's another real positive that we can say about this season is that the starting eleven not really picking itself. There are a fair few decisions for for Rob to make each week. Um, so yeah, at the moment five two three that team, but I think there's there's real good potential for for that four two three once become the norm. Um, yeah, whether that's at home or away from home, that that'll be another another um, decision to, to be made. Should four two three one become the norm? Um, but yeah, I think yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's good a good level of competition all across the pitch at the moment, um, and that, that's exactly exactly what Rob would have wanted. We'll end it there for today, Jamie. A big thank you for coming on, and a big thank you to everybody watching and listening. The next game, I'll get this right, is Aston Villa away on the twenty. No, it's Forrester away. Oh my god, I've done it again. I've done it again. It's not an invite. I need to like print this on my hand because I can't I can't do it. I, for whatever reason I keep getting it wrong. It's Nottingham Forest away on the 21st of October. So again, it'll be interesting to see what that starting eleven will look like and how we get on against a team that could potentially be dragged into a relegation battle. But until next time, it is goodbye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.